What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Yep, morning. Uh, yesterday I spoke with Governor Abbott of Texas uh, to discuss the recovery efforts following Hurricane Harvey. Uh, I relate how inspired that we all are by the people of his state. It really is something to see. And I express our commitment to quickly provide resources to the region. Uh, in addition, I spoke with our delegates from Puerto Rico and the Virgin Islands about the devastation that is occurring right now with Hurricane Irma. Uh, and this morning I spoke with President Trump um, about the urgency of our relief efforts. Uh, it's, a, it's a good thing, but with new technology, FEMA is moving money faster than ever before. And so that is why there's a sense of urgency to get this relief package done. Um, right now, we're just thinking about everybody in Irma's path in this, this hurricane, 185 miles per hour. So our thoughts and our prayers are with the people who are in the path of this current hurricane. Uh, this morning, uh, we had another productive meeting. That's why I was a little late. We had another productive meeting between the House, the Senate, and the White House on tax reform. Our tax writing committees are in the midst of working on the details. This is our number one priority this fall. As you may have heard me say earlier, we want Americans to begin the new year with a new tax system. It is high time. We haven't done this since 1986, and the rest of the world has passed our country on, and it's time we get back in the game of being competitive, and we will get faster economic growth when we do this. It's about growth. It's about fairness. It's about finally giving American families a tax break. Lastly, I want to take a moment to highlight a new report from the Commission on Evidence-Based Policymaking. Uh, this is something that I consider very, very important. This has been a personal project of mine. Uh, Senator Patty and Murray and I came together to start this panel. The mission here is to completely re-examine the way government solves problems. You look at something like the war on poverty. You look at something like the fact that we've been at this for decades, but the needle has barely moved. Washington is just stuck in this endless feedback loop where we measure success based on effort, based on input. How much money are we spending? How many programs have we created? How many people are on those programs? Yet we, we cling to that when we ought to be focusing on outcomes. Are these programs working? Are, in this case, we getting people out of poverty? So this report, the promise of evidence-based policymaking, this report lays out a blueprint for doing that. I'm excited about the potential for more bipartisan progress here. What we should be doing as policymakers is focused on outcomes and results, not just based on input and effort. Patty and I are going to be talking about this later in the Capitol today. Uh, but this is something that I think is high time in coming. With big data, with analytics, with the tools we have and technology, we ought to be able to get our policy focus on actually achieving the results that we intend, not just hoping, but actually doing. And that's what this is all about. Questions? Mr. Speaker, so does that mean you're going to be taking a bipartisan approach on tax reform? I hope the Democrats join us on tax reform. I think that's fantastic if they do. Uh, we're going to go the path we've been planning on tax reform. Actually, I've heard from quite a few Democrats lately that they like what we're talking about. Yeah. Speaker Ryan, after yesterday's meeting with the president, uh, do you believe that you have a trustworthy negotiating partner in the president that takes into account the interests of the Republican I do. I do. And look, 
I know there's a lot of interpretations and all of this stuff about um, um, the meeting yesterday. Uh, isn't it a good thing that congressional leaders talk? I mean, that's probably a pretty good thing, number one. Number two, um, the president made it really clear. And what he was aiming for uh, in that meeting yesterday was a bipartisan moment while the country is facing two horrible hurricanes. And so what he made clear to us is he didn't want to have, I, look, personally, I think the debt limit in the credit markets, the longer, the better for the stability of the credit markets. That's my strong opinion. Um, but he was interested in making sure uh, that this is a bipartisan moment while we respond to these hurricanes. And he made that clear, and I think that's what, what his motivation was. Uh, you described uh, the plan to bundle Harvey relief with a raise in the debt ceiling as, I think, ridiculous and disgraceful. Uh, I'd be curious. No, I didn't describe it that way. I think you're putting words in my mouth. I described a short-term debt limit. Look, I'm worried about the credit markets and, and doing this on short-term basis, short-term basis, short-term basis. We can't keep doing it that way. But I think what the president basically expressed is at this moment, when we just had a massive hurricane hit Texas and Louisiana, we got one that just hit the Virgin Islands, Puerto Rico, and now Florida. And w this thing, if you look at the cone of this, this hurricane, it could be anywhere from Georgia to South Carolina. So that is a tough moment for our country, and we need to make sure that the government responds to people. And so the president wanted to make sure that we are, are, are going together as Republicans and Democrats to respond to this. Um, I was making an economic point, which is, uh, with respect to the credit markets, I think stability and longevity are, are key. A lot of pundits. At yesterday's meeting, uh, President Trump apparently proposed uh, the idea of scrapping future debt limit votes. Is that something that you could get behind? No, I think um, I, I, I won't get into a proper conversation that we had, but I think there's a, there's a legitimate role for the power of the person, Article One powers, and that's something that we defend here in, in Congress. Texas has about $10 billion sitting around and it's unfortunately named Green Day Fund. Um, they're not holding special session to get into it. Should they have to tap some of that money before they get through this round or a future round of federal aid? I, I won't get into what they have or aren't doing with their legislative session. I spoke with the Governor Abbott last night. Um, what we know is the Disaster Reserve Fund, which, by the way, this isn't just for a Harvey. This is for all disasters. And we've got more than just one disaster occurring in this country, especially today, than what's going on in Texas. What's happening is, uh, unlike Katrina, where I don't think iPhones even existed then, people on their smartphones are quickly applying for their FEMA relief. And those applications are being approved, and that money's going out the door at such a faster pace than we'd ever experienced before, to the point where OMB is telling us FEMA could run out of money as early as tomorrow um, and no later than Tuesday. So that is basically the projections we're getting from Homeland and OMB. And we have a Treasury Secretary who's worried about the borrowing limit to cash flow these payments to FEMA, particularly now that there's a new hurricane hitting this country today. And so those are the concerns that trump everything else, no pun intended. Those are the concerns that, that, that prevail over everything else, and that is why um, we, we have this issue right in front of us. But should Texas at some point end up? Look, I, I, I think Texas, I'm sure they're going to. Chad. Thank you, Mr. Speaker. Uh, just changing the subject here a little bit. Uh, in August, the president uh, recommitted to Afghanistan. As you know, for months, and many years, there has been discussion about a new AUMF here. Do you think that because of the president's decision uh, to, to recommit to Afghanistan and because of the nature of this is almost a Yeah, it's a good question. 
what should yeah. be done? And, and, and do you think the administration? You previously said that the, you think that the administration has the authority to do what they I do. do. But now that they have recommitted, to I think it's in our interest to have a new one. I just want to make sure that we have one that works for our warfighters. I want to make sure that we have one that works for the men and women we're asking to go into harm's way, and we do it in such a way that it doesn't it doesn't put them in jeopardy. And what would that look like? Well, I think the administration should take the lead on what an AMF looks like. like but it, right. I didn't like the one that Obama wrote, excuse me, that President Obama wrote, because I thought he was tying the military's hands behind their backs. I didn't like the deadline because I think that puts our military in duress. So what, to, what matters, in my opinion, is that we have one that respects the fight that we have in front of us, which is multi-content. I mean, we're, we've, got, we've got ISIS in Libya. We've got ISIS in the Arabian Peninsula. We've got, we've got Central Asia. So we got a lot of fights on our hands that we have to engage in in order to keep the American people safe. I think the president recognizes this threat. I think the president, through a long analysis, recognizes the need to go a, a, a better, different way in Afghanistan. I think in Afghanistan, uh, I think the best description of the last 16 years in Afghanistan is we've had 16 one-year strategies in Afghanistan. We need to have a real strategy in Afghanistan that shows what victory looks like on how we keep ourselves safe and deny terrorist safe havens. And an AMF should should reflect that. And, and it shouldn't tire warfighters. Carrie. Uh, as far as DACA is uh, concerned and any potential le legislation in the next six months, did the president make it clear that he's looking for any type of wall funding to be added to this? And how did the uh, Democratic leadership possibly react to that? Well, I'm not going to get into our... our our meeting yesterday. That was a private conversation. I'm sure there's going to be rival interpretations. Uh, but what we as Republicans, and, and I feel safe saying the, the administration agrees, is remember DACA is a symptom of a problem. We don't have control of our borders. And so while we deal with this issue, which the president just gave Congress time to deal with, I think it's only reasonable that we deal with the root cause of the problem open borders, uncontrolled borders. We need to control our borders while we deal with this problem so that we don't have the same problem 10 years from now. That's just perfectly reasonable. And it wasn't too long ago that I think a lot of Democrats agreed with us we should have operational control of our borders. So should um, border funding be included in anything? Well, obviously funding the border is part of controlling the border. Last question. Uh, Democrats have said that some of their power negotiations comes from having consensus among their members. Are you worried that divisions among Republicans weak in your hand, and do you think you'll get a majority of Republicans to vote for the combined package this week? Well, I, we haven't done the whip on this, so I, I don't know the answer to your question about um, the vote about the vote count. Uh, we all thought we had more time, obviously, to deal with a debt limit issue, and that's before the hurricanes hit. When these hurricanes hit and we saw the new numbers coming in from FEMA, um, that changed the entire calculation. And so the president made a, a game call uh, yesterday that he thought it was in our country's interest to have a bipartisan support in a bipartisan package to deal with these ongoing hurricane disasters. And so that is where we are right now. And look, hurricanes don't discriminate between Republicans and Democrats. Hurricanes just hit people. They hit Americans. And we have an obligation to respond to this. So, Mr. Speaker, thank you very much, everybody.